0: Hey bestie what's up you made it this is the first official episode of the bestie boo podcast this episode gonna be like any other thing on the first day this the get to know me episode after this episode you either gonna be ready for the next one questioning my sanity questioning your own sanity or wondering how in the hell can you get back the last however many minutes you listened either way i'm happy you made it today i ain't trying to teach you nothing, but if you learn some That's good. So let's get into it. Okay, so before I dive in, I wanted to kind of let y'all know what to expect moving forward. Because let's be honest, everybody might not make it to the end. So I'll get all the stuff I don't want y'all to miss out in the beginning. Okay? So I plan to give y'all at least one episode per week. Um, starting out. You know what I'm saying? If y'all want more, hit my DMs or my inbox and I'll start doing three times a week, but I want to see how y'all feeling me first. okay? Now this episode of course is about me. And to be honest, it may be kind of like, um, like a little series, not really a series, but I'll probably do like part one, part two, part three of introduction to me kind of going a little deeper on, you know, what I want to talk about or whatever. I really want y'all to feel like we're chilling and getting to know each other, like new friends and eventually long-term besties. If you heard the trailer, you know I said I am an open book and I meant just that. Nothing is really off limits to me. I really talk about pretty much anything. Um because i don't care what anybody has to say about me or how i live as long as i'm comfortable my man's cool and my girl's not in danger then boop. i think my hardest thing is going to be staying on topic and not talking too fast (laughs) like i have a whole agenda and outline in front of me right now but i know how i am i'll start talking about a hundred other things on accident (sighs) just stay with me. (laughs) I know a lot of podcasts now do their little live video situation, but I love to talk. So that's my main focus right now. But when I do the video episodes, I'll be doing some karaoke, question and answer, and story times that I feel are better with a visual. You know what I'm saying? Like if I think y'all seeing me is what's going to make more sense, then that's how we going to do that podcast. Bet, bet. We are besties now. So, y'all hit me up and let me know what y'all want to talk about or what y'all want to see. Email me at bestieboopodcast at gmail.com. I just created a YouTube where I'll be uploading videos. So, make sure you subscribe to the Bestie Boo Podcast YouTube channel. Ain't none on there now, but they coming soon. But, y'all still need to subscribe. (laughs) Okay, so... I hope y'all have as much fun listening and talking with me as I have preparing for our conversations. So grab your besties so y'all can come chill with y'all bestie and let's really get into it. Okay. Okay. So who is Misha? Well, your new bestie, duh, but for real. I'm just me. That's the best way to describe who I am. I am unapologetically myself. I know I'm not perfect, and I'm continuing to work on things that I feel can and should be worked on. And with other things, I'm like what the elders say, stuck in my ways. And I'm cool with that. (laughs) But ooh, child. Sit back, get comfortable, drink some, smoke some, all it hmm so i guess i'll start with my family well in my household i have me my mans and our daughters biologically i have one and he has one but we don't make differences so they both ours period i have two biological sisters and one biological brother Out of those three, two of them are from my mommy, and they are who I spent majority of my childhood and adulthood with. My middle sister is from my biological dad. Then I have one sister and two brothers from my daddy, who is actually my brother's dad, but he is more present in my life than my daddy. So, that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) All that matters is, I'm the oldest all the way around. Okay, okay anyway i think my relationship with my siblings is pretty decent when i say that i'm not beefing with any of them they all showed up to my birthday party and i can call either of them in the time of need and they got me if they got it so yeah i would say we good i grew up in a single parent home and i saw my mama work hard to make things happen for us we weren't rich at all but i can honestly say i wanted for nothing and i appreciate her for that because being a parent now i really see how It is to be strong for your kids when you're fighting giants they'll never know about. Now, when it comes to me and my mama relationship, eh, it can get a little complicated. I love my mama with everything in me. And even more than my siblings, I know I can call my mama and she will do anything in her power to help how she can. We just have always had a hot and cold relationship, but we both know how much we mean to each other. So... Yeah, I'm going to end my little family segment right there. <laughs> my family is huge ass fuck. Like what I just explained is just like, you know, my immediate, not even my whole immediate. And trust me, it's plenty of episodes that will dive in a little deeper. If y'all want a story time on anything that I already touched on, then let me know. Love life. <laughs> so remember when I said it can get real personal because I'm an open book? Insert real personal here. (laughs) If you didn't already know, I just turned 33 on June 12th. And baby these 33 years, ain't been all rainbows and sprinkles. Hell, I ain't always been rainbow and sprinkles. I mean, not that I'm rainbow and sprinkles now, but y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) Hmm. So let's start on a positive note. I am currently enjoying the healthiest, Relationship I have ever been in, the man I have now is like me in many ways, but so different in many others. But how he loves me and allows me to be who I am, a hundred percent of the time, is unmatched. I can always circle back to him though. (laughs) I just have to start there because my love life backstory, mm, it's a hot ass mess. But I wanted y'all to know before I even got started that I am not in that space anymore. I cool Bit. so here we go let me get a little still all right I have always been a hopeless romantic still am and probably not gonna change that I found out after therapy that me wanting to feel love and show love came from things that happened when I was younger and me needing to feel like somebody or anybody cared my childhood stories yeah that's Future episodes to <laughs> stay on topic, y'all. Dang. So before we get to that, quote unquote, love part of my backstory, let me say I lived my best thought days during high school. Most of the guys I dated or hung out with were no less than three years older than me. My freshman year, I had 11 people calling me their girlfriend at one time and three of them went to the same school as I did. Now, out of those three, one of them was a girl, and 2003 was different than 2022. So, I wasn't worried about her saying nothing about nothing. My bad, y'all. Okay, so, anywho, me and one of my closest friends was all up and through these Dallas streets. Definitely a story time coming for those days. (laughs) Anywho, my first real relationship was when I first graduated high school. Me and my cousin got jobs at this warehouse. Side note, worst decision ever. (laughs) And I have not worked or tried to work in a warehouse since. Real talk. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. Now, anyways... This was back in 2007, and this warehouse was like assembly line style, and it was all Hispanics with the exception of three people. Me, my cousin, and my first real relationship. For privacy reasons, we'll call him Lips. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's funny because I thought of that nickname because of this stupid ass face he used to make when he was lying. Ugh, like... Ugh, (laughs) stupid. Anyway, so first day of work, me and my cousin thought we was going to be cute. We done slicked our hair back in cute ponytails. Real hair always been popping. So the ponytail was giving. We had on these tight vintage shirts, like Ed Hardy style shirts. Um, They wasn't Ed Hardy shirts, but that was like the graphics and the style of the shirt that it was. These tight ass jeans and some tennis shoes. Oh, and it was like a week or two after I turned 18. So yes, middle of summertime. Soon as we walked to the work area, we both looked at each other like, what the hell? (laughs) Anywho, fast forward to break time. And we all in the break room. Everybody took lunch break all day at the same time so lips come over and immediately start talking about how we clearly didn't know what to expect because of what we had on and us being the only black people blah 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 you know little smile talk now i was really irritated with the job and how hot it was so at that time i wasn't really paying him no attention the next day my cousin was like nah she wasn't going back so I was trying to get me some kinky twists. So I was like, I got to work at least to the first chick. (laughs) Now, since I was there by myself, Flips took it up on himself to be my little work friend. He used to bring me lunch and stuff like that. So by the end of the week, I had gave him my number and we started talking. Now, after about a week or two of talking and texting, he asked me out and we went to go eat. He was really the first dude that ran game on me. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> In high school. I'm sure they was probably running game, but I ain't care because I was doing my little thug thizzle too. So we ended up becoming a couple before the summer was over. I met his mama, his sister, his friends, all that good stuff. Um, he played uh football and he was um going to school. So um we went out on dates almost every weekend during the summer when the fall school year started he went to college um he wasn't too far so i made visits pretty frequently like damn near every weekend so fast forward to the winter time he proposed to me during one of my visits during like a uh, winter break or whatever so uh he was 19 and i was 18 now some of y'all may disagree but i accepted because i truly believed i was ready to be married I still say now at 33 that I could have been married at 18. Mentally, I was ready. At 18, I knew I had no problem with commitment. I already had no problem with being with one person and making the sacrifices or the changes to myself that I needed for the person that I was with. That wasn't an issue for me. He, however, eh, not ready. Not even a little bit. (laughs) About two weeks later, he got caught cheating in the dumbest way. So, he sent a group message showing how he had put together this table for his new apartment. Yes, this apartment he had told me I was going to be moving into soon, all of this. And for those of you that don't believe in women's intuition, hmm, bless your heart. So, like I said, he sent a group message and I could see that I had all the numbers saved in my phone except one. And the numbers were like me, his mama, his sister, his best friend. So, I'm like... Who's this random number? Piqued my interest. So I told my best friend and she's like, let's call it. Bet, let's call it. So I call the number. And this perky, happy-go-lucky voice pops on the voicemail. She introducing herself and, hi, hey, leave a message, whatever. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Don't recognize the voice. Don't recognize the name. So I'm like, mm, okay. So she eventually called me back like that same night come to find out she was his high school girlfriend who had been on and off with um during the summer or whatever. Now, when she called back, I'm like, "Who are you? How do you know him?" Of course, she made it clear she was his girlfriend telling me all this stuff that they had done prior to, you know, the, or her leaving or whatever. She told me about her visiting the apartment before she had left to go to school because she was going to school out of state and just spilling all the tea, all the tea now this was before you could just screenshot you know and send receipts or whatever so she was forwarding me the messages that he had sent to her and he was literally texting us these same messages word for word like what so then i confronted him and i'm like what the hell (laughs) he gave me this boohoo story like literally crying talking about how he was a coward and when he met me they weren't um they were they had been on and off when he met me they was off he didn't expect to like me so much but he's done it was me okay whatever we stayed together maybe about three more months but eventually it was like nah this ain't worth it (laughs) you know So by that time, by the time that I left him or whatever, I was 19 and I was doing my thing, you know, me and my best friend at the time had gotten our apartment, had me a little vehicle, a little jobby job, and I was living my best life. Right before I turned 20, my first love circled back and came back in the picture again. Now, no, my first love was not my first relationship, get y'all some business though. (laughs) Anywho, for privacy reasons, we gonna call my first love, Bones. Now, I met Bones when I was 13 and he was 17. Yes, I lied about my age. Once again, get y'all some business. Now, back to what I was saying. From the time I met him, our little situation was off and on. Partly because I was young, and so we had to hide that we was talking. And the other part, because his ass could not stay out of jail. (laughs) But I used to call his granny house faithfully. And either he would answer the phone, or instead of her saying he not going to be back for a while, she'll say call back later. That's how I knew, okay, baby's home. (laughs) It was crazy. From the time I met him when I was 13, he could be MIA for months. But whenever he came back and we got back in touch, oh, everybody got left in the dust. Baby's back. See you later. Bye. So around 2009, 2010, we was back in touch. And this time I was grown, grown, had a car and it was on and popping. We was together almost all the time and I was loving it. One day in 2010, after we left each other, something happened and we lost contact again. Pause. Side note, let me tell y'all how people be hating real quick. So, about a year after, um, you know, he left or whatever. So, like, I say beginning 2011 or whatever, I ran into one of his friends. Now, this friend I met the same time that I met Bones because they was, uh, you know, all in the little same friend circle. And his friend had shot his shot at me, but mm, he wasn't my type. Bones was the cutie. So, that's who my eye was on. Anyways, so the dude telling me, like, oh yeah, he was about to go chill with him then. So I'm like, oh, bet, give him my number. Didn't hear from Bones at all. Didn't think nothing of it till later when I did get back in contact with Bones. And he was telling me the story of how his homeboy was trying to sell him my number for $20, y'all. <laughs> funny. I just thought that that was funny because niggas be hating. <laughs> Anywho, back to the story at hand. So like I said, we lost contact in 2010 and then this time I went almost seven years with no contact from him. So by the time we got back in contact, things were very different. I was married with a baby, (laughs) put a pin in that because we'll be back there in just a minute. So here it is, the beginning of 2011 and I'm just living my best early 20s life. Then enters the devil himself. <laughs> One day, I went to visit my little brother. One of his little neighbor friends messaged him asking who I was after I walked in. Long story short, he asked for my number and we started talking. He was a Gemini, which at that time, I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. By the end of our um, hmm, fake relationship, <laughs> nothing about him was cute. Like nothing. Lips was the first man that played me, and this demon was the first man that made me lose myself unknowingly. I was born in 89, he was born in 78, in my mind, I automatically thought that made the relationship better than any other ones I had had. Gee golly was I wrong, (laughs) to this day y'all, that was my shortest relationship, but caused me the most emotional and mental damage. We met in January 2012. I was done with him by April 2012. Man, saying that and thinking about all the shit I truly went through with him is crazy. Yeah, that story has to be a story time. It's too crazy. And I need y'all to see my face my expressions <laughs> when i'm telling y'all all the crazy crap that went on like i need to get some guests together and everything i got people that got stories that got stories that can witness that can oh man y'all anywho so be prepared for the demon episodes i ain't right? <laughs> for real for real so from april 2012 to december 2012 i was completely single i was dating experimenting experiencing growing all that then one december weekend my cousin begged me to go out with her by this time i was over going out and she was going to a club i hate it back then it was beamers now i couldn't tell you what it is (laughs) but she brought me with the happy plants and i was all in (laughs) now this night was kind of crazy how it played out So, once we got in and headed towards the dance floor, I was stopped by a short, handsome Jamaican man, who I ended up staying with the whole time. We danced, he bought me drinks, and I was cool because I didn't want to be there anyway. My cousin kept coming back over there to me like, um, are you going to stay over here the whole time? Or, and he was like, yeah, she with me, she chilling, blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. (laughs) We exchanged numbers before I left. As we were heading to the car, this other dude bumped into me. He looked me up and down. He's like, okay, what's up? You know, he's shooting his shot or whatever, but I was cold. So he got lucky and I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you my number because it's cold. Now, after that night, the Jamaican definitely got majority of my physical attention at first. We hung out a few times and talked on the phone frequently. It only lasted a few weeks because his Jamaican authority was too much for me. So then, I start giving the other guy from the club a little more talk time. For privacy reasons, we'll call him Bo. Now, Bo had been texting me since the night of the club, but like I said, I was giving more play to the Jamaican. I had hung out with Bo once while I was still entertaining the Jamaican and thought he was cool. Now, hold on to your seats. It moves fast from here, besties. Let me take a sip of my water. All right. Ready? Okay. I met Bo and the Jamaican December 7 2012. Hung out with Bo for the first time around the 17th or the 18th. He came to my place December 20th, 2012. We chilled and planned to link again. I went to his family house on December 21st, 2012 and moved in. Yep. Moved in. Found that I was pregnant February 28th. 2013 engaged sometime in june 2013 baby born october 26 2013 married march 15 2014 first cheated on by my husband january 2016 stayed in my marriage stayed faithful did everything that i tried you know could do got cheated on again may 2019 not to mention this time around The cheat was emotional and with someone that was very, very, very close to me, like my family. I found out about this situation a week before my 30th birthday and a few days before my surprise party that I didn't know I was having. Officially left my husband January 2020. New relationship with fat man, November 2020. Ended that October 21. I mean, October 2021. Signed my death row contract January 15th, 2022, and that's that on my love life backstory. I don't mind doing a story time for any of those situations, but only if y'all ask. I do plan to do a story time on my marriage, but we'll see. I also plan on doing the story time on a situation that I didn't even mention, which is with the stupid ass Waxahachie nigga. That's literally probably going to be the name of the episode because what the fuck y'all that one was one for the books. <laughs> That'll probably be a video submission as well, but we'll see. So moving forward to kind of like, I guess my social background a little bit. So, I chose to start with the relationship backstory, because like I said, I know that everyone that starts this podcast won't finish it, but I figured that would kind of engage people a little more, <laughs> but like I said, this is the Get to Know Me episode, so I want to get it all out. My, y'all, pause, don't mind my kids, in the, but y'all hear them? They just so disrespectful. I literally told them that I was about to be recording. Ooh, they don't care. <laughs> Anyways. So, I'm back. Girls! So, I'm backtracking a little bit, but ain't none getting repeated. I try to keep it as surface as I can with still making sure y'all understand who I am and where I came from. Just like the love life portion, I want to start on a positive note by saying, I am very pleased with the small circle of people I have in my life now. If you know me, you know that I am a friendly person. Now, don't take that to mean I just let people run over me. Nah, been there, done that. My mama beat it out of me. <laughs> when I say friendly, I just mean that unless the body language in or the energy is off, I can talk to anyone like we've been knowing each other for years. One of the first questions people ask when they meet someone new is, where are you from or where did you grow up? And majority people will have a specific answer. Well, for a long time, my solid answer was South <laughs> Now, I don't know why I chose to say that that's where I was from, because although I was on the lease internal core projects up until I graduated high school, I never officially lived in South Dallas. I think it was a mixture of the respect that came with it and my desire to feel connected to my biological dad's side of the family at the time when I was younger, you know? And if you didn't know, in Dallas, where you from and where you claim to be from, it's something that a lot of people take seriously, like life or death seriously. But now, as a grown woman, I don't care what people think or have to say, period. So when I'm asked where I'm from or where I grew up, I answer honestly. I grew up between Pleasant Grove, Sad Alice, and Garland because that's what's real to me, you know? I legit don't feel like I have roots in just one of those areas. Now, if you're not from Dallas, Texas or haven't lived here long enough, then those names mean nothing to you anyway. (laughs) But whatever, I never went to school in the South, but almost every weekend, summer, spring break, and family function, your girl was in South Dallas. I still have family that live in the houses I used to go to during those breaks. Now, I went to elementary between Pleasant Grove and Garland. Like, for real, for real. Off and on, like a toxic relationship. Y'all think I'm playing? Okay, let me break it down. Pre-K and Kinder, John Ireland, Pleasant Grove. First grade, Sugart, Garland. Second, third, beginning of fourth, San Jacinto, Pleasant Grove. Rest of 4th, beginning of 5th, Sugart, Garland. Rest of 5th and all of 6th, San Jacinto, Pleasant Grove. True story. My mama transferred me back to San Jacinto in 5th grade because 6th grade was middle school in Garland. And she wanted me to have a 6th grade graduation. (laughs) So I had my Dallas friends and my Garland friends. And back then, Garland was known as one of the... Bougie or uppity parts of the DFW area, so I was considered a traitor to my Dallas friends. <laughs> it's crazy how some of them really was mean to me when I was switched schools, like it was my choice. Now, when I look at my Dallas friends from elementary today, how they are all still very close, I do get a little but hurt because I would have loved to be able to continue to build those bonds. But thankfully the social media and the world being so small, I am still able to experience their accomplishments, milestones, and how they are now. Insert middle school. I started seventh grade at Lyles in Garland. Created friendships with some people that are still constant today. I stayed at Lyles until the second semester of eighth grade. Then we moved to Mesquite and I went to McDonald where I finished my eighth grade. I was so mad at my mama. Like, if you know DFW, you know Garland and Mesquite are neighbors. So she definitely could have let me finish out my middle school year with my friends. But she was mad at my pop out. So I had to suffer. (laughs) She might cuss me out for saying that, but hey, it is what it is. Now, fast forward to the summer before my freshman year of high school. I was staying with one of my big cousins because me and my mama met. My bad. Me and my mama got into one of our... uh, disagreements and she ended up letting me live with my big cousin. This is my favorite big cousin and she was cool. So I was with it. She's an adult but she was a young adult. So I knew she was gonna let me live my best teenage life still. You know I spent majority of the summer with her. Then late one night my mama came my mama came, we all got in the car and my cousin took us to the Greyhound station and we moved to California. I was mad as hell. It was less than one month away from starting high school. I had a little boyfriend and I was happy. Why we moved, ain't my story to tell, but it was some BS, <laughs> sipping my water. Okay, so I started out high school in California at the Colony High School in Ontario. Let me tell you about the culture shock of schools in Texas versus Cali. I I felt like I was on somebody's TV show. The school was huge. We had real food places that came to the campus during lunch. And we had off-campus lunch. Like, real off-campus lunch. Like, not sneaking off the campus for lunch, but off-campus lunch. (laughs) The rules were so loose. I ain't know how to act. Like, basically... Show up to class, do your work. They wasn't worried about dress code, cell phones, teenage drama, none of that. And just as I was getting comfortable with my new life in Cali, here come Miss Busybody. And back to Texas we went. Now, when we came back, I originally wanted to go to Lincoln or Skyline with my cousins and friends from elementary. But my mama wasn't having it. (laughs) She said I was going to end up pregnant. And to this day, that still made me laugh. Because I'm like, "Mm, so the boys in Garland can get me pregnant. Mm." (laughs) But it, whatever. I ended up at Lakeview in Garland. Which I really enjoyed my high school years, can't lie. There's plenty, plenty of story times that can go along with my high school years. But like I've been saying, if y'all ask, I gotcha. High school is where... I became more confident in who I was. I don't recall ever doing anything to fit in. I was friends with any and everybody in front of any and everybody. My personality has always been how it is. I have just matured and learned that everything on my mind doesn't have to be said. Does that mean I say what I'm supposed to say all the time? Nope, not at all. It just means that if it comes out of my mouth more than likely, I thought about it at least twice before it came out and still chose to say it. So either I didn't have any other way to say it or I meant it how I said it. I graduated year 2007 from Lakeview during the summer class. <laughs> oh, now that's a story time for your asses too. <laughs> because to this day, I don't know if anyone outside my immediate family really knows what happened during my graduation time and on my actual graduation day. <laughs> but that diploma got got and they have no baby in the audience or in my belly. No shade to the friends and family that did have babies during high school. That statement was all about me and nothing to do with anyone else. Insert real life adulthood. Huh. Alright, I'm going to let y'all read for a minute. <laughs> What's crazy is I really haven't even gotten to the nitty gritty of all the shit I went through or all the shit that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do some story times and I have some upcoming episodes that will focus on specific situations and times of my life. This is only the beginning, y'all. This podcast is for y'all, but it's for me too. My plan is to leave my mark in any and every way possible while achieving the dreams and goals I have for myself. But I want to hear from y'all too. Send me suggestions, ideas, critiques, wallet. I ain't going to stop, so y'all going to love me or not. But I'm here to stay either way, my bestie booze. Also, anyone that wants to support, donate, or just send your girl a gift, check the links on my Anchor profile. All my links and other things I do are on my link tree. So follow me on Instagram at just J-U-S dot Misha, M-E-S-H-A. And follow me on TikTok at just Misha underscore 89. J-U-S-M-E-S-H-A underscore 89. I'm going to create a Bestie Boo podcast on Instagram and TikTok, but I need more besties first. So share, 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 because it's a bestie. Okay, so before I recorded this episode, I asked some of my cousins and a few close friends to tell me something I should say to my new besties. And only one of my cousins... Only one of my cousins gave me something for right now. Ain't that some shit? But, anywho, exact quote from one of my cousins, the future Mrs. Black, Miss Lucky. Okay, she said, Hey, cousin, in your podcast, let these people know how real and lit you are because I love it. Yes, baby, real and lit, and that's the best way to describe me. And June 25th, she getting married, and it's going to be a movie. That might be the first Bestie Boo Podcast live show. Woo? No, but for real, y'all, I'm excited to get this thing popping. And I hope at least some of y'all come along for the ride. And remember, I ain't trying to teach you nothing, but if you learn something, that's good. Talk to you later, besties. Bye.